Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks have paired losses. The S&P 500 index is higher now by two points, a gain of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials up 39 points, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ remains lower. It is down 15 points, a drop there of three-tenths of one percent. Investors are awaiting additional economic data for clues about the health of the U.S. economy. Oil's been fluctuating up now by nine-tenths of one percent, up 41 cents to 46.65 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate Crude. Gold down 390 the ounce to 1271, a drop of three-tenths of one percent, and the 10-year down 10.30 seconds, the yield there 1.76 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The Bank of England, a rate decision, an upcoming vote on whether to remain part of the European Union, all issues that investors must take into consideration. And to get more perspective, we have Karen Mulhall. He is the chief investment officer at the Dublin-based Global Reach Securities, joining us now. Thank you very much for being with us. Begin by giving us your thoughts about the Bank of England being drawn into the debate about whether the United Kingdom should remain part of the European Union. Yes, good afternoon, Tim. Um, hope all is well in New York. Yes, um, we had a quite an interesting uh, Bank of England uh, meeting today where it looks like Mark Carney, the head of the Bank of England, has finally um, got dragged into the Brit exit debate um, in, in Europe. Um, they've been trying to sort of stay reasonably neutral, and I think, unfortunately, with the rather significant slowdown we've seen in the UK economy over the last six, seven weeks, um, he felt it was probably time to maybe highlight some of the downside risks that would be associated with the uh, UK voting to leave uh, the European Union. Um, and I particularly, uh, I suspect um, amongst the newspapers in at the UK tomorrow, the mention of the R word, recession, uh, was said for the first time. And he suggested that there would be some uh, likelihood that under certain situation, you could see the UK economy fall into a recession later this, this year if indeed they vote to leave um, in, uh, in their referendum in, later in June. Is it your analysis that, that it's an accurate uh, depiction of what would happen to the British economy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that the, I think that the, we've, we've seen we've seen a fairly material slowdown just with the uncertainty of what would be associated with the referendum com- coming at us um, in a few weeks' time, um, and I would suspect, uh, you know. Uh, that the, the likelihood is is that that the shock 
that such a decision to leave would have, um, people would be, you know, somewhat nervous about investing, you know, the various trade deals, et cetera, that would have to be renegotiated, um, you know, all would suggest a slower outlook for growth. Um, and, you know, the, it's not like the UK economy has been growing at sort of 3 4 5% over the last few years, you know, in, in a broadly low growth environment. Any of those kind of shocks that would, that, that would any kind of shock that comes at you um, can easily tip you into the into recession, even if it's only a short-lived one. How do you characterize the British economy right now? Give us the uh, the details, if you can. Yeah, well, it, it, it had been one of the best of the OECD countries, um, along with the United States, over the last two to three years. Um, but we've seen the PMI numbers, particularly as a kind of a leading indicator of growth, um, trend lower with the manufacturing um, number being contraction for the first time um, for April. Um, and I think that's, uh, again, it, it, it's be very similar to the United States in the sense that employment has remained the, the strong point. Uh, consumer spending has, has held up reasonably well. Um, but the UK still runs a rather large uh, current account deficit, which tends to be funded by um, mainland Europe and you know, foreign, uh, foreign multinationals, particularly with capital, fl- capital flows into the UK. And again, the concerns around Brit exit, etc., um, you know, might bring into question um, the continuation of these flows. And I guess in that context, Carney mentioned today that a, that a, one of the, one of what, what he felt was one of the larger negatives associated with, with a, a vote to leave would be that we would have a situation where sterling would weaken um, quite materially. And given sterling has already weakened significantly in the last few weeks, um, excuse me, over the last few, two to three months, um, that would be something, I think, to be avoided from, from the Bank of England's point of view. Well, the Prime Minister, the UK Prime Minister, David Cameron, I mean, he has worked through a renegotiation of Britain's relationship with the European Union, correct? I mean, he did put together... Yes, and, and I think, and, and to be honest with you, Pim, like the, the bookies over here, if, you, if you're looking for odds on, on the referendum, um, the bookies are about 75% stay, 25% go. Um, and I always tend to trust um, the bookmakers before I trust, trust the opinion polls. And I think that the, the broader UK population of maybe appreciating a little bit more, one, what Cameron was able to achieve um, in terms of renegotiating the overall, their overall relationship with Europe, but also as well maybe some of the downside risks associated with leaving. Um, and I think we, when I spoke with you in March, we, we talked a little bit about some sterling strength. And we have noticed sterling over the last, particularly over the last three or four weeks, begin to strengthen a little bit now, particularly against the euro, coming back from above 80 down towards the 77, 78 area. And our base case would, would, would remain that the likelihood is that it's going to be a stay, a vote to stay, um, and that, you know, like the US, the, the, the UK, if, if we can get past this, we'll probably reaccelerate um, in the second half of the year. And to be honest, again, Carney, Carney would have been highlighting that 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 a, that a vote to stay and and a, and no shock to the UK economy should lead to you know back to trend growth at some point uh, either later this year or in the first quarter of next year, which would probably have a situation where the where the Bank of England will probably move on interest rates um, towards the first the end of the first quarter of next year maybe into the second quarter. With a vote, let's say, to stay in the European Union on June the 23rd at that national uh, referendum in the United Kingdom, uh, if the vote is to stay, will that change the character of the current conservative Tory government? Um, 
Um, no, well, I, I don't think so. I'm not, certainly not in the short term. Um, it would certainly it would um, certainly strengthen Cameron's position as prime minister, um, and you know there would be certainly I think there's three or four prominent cabinet members who are looking for to leave. Um, I would what tends to happen in these situations is that a bit of, a bit of time will pass, and assuming they do vote to stay, I would imagine Cameron Cameron will do a, a some sort of cabinet reshuffle, and that might. We've got to leave it there. Kieran Mulhall, he is the chief investment officer at the Dublin-based Global Reach Securities on the United Kingdom and the referendum for the European Union. Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll be speaking with David Novak. He is the founder of Oh Great One, but he also happens to be the co-founder of Yum Brands. We've got details on his new book and recognizing employees. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.